You're listening to the Let's Talk Future podcast series presented by Oppenheimer. If you're interested in the economy, markets, and investing in general, you've come to the right place. This series was created to fascinate and enlighten every type of investor. Curious about the latest consumer trends? How about innovations in healthcare or technology? The Let's Talk Future series definitely has you covered. Through timely and relevant conversations, we deliver the best thought leadership in the financial services industry. Our renowned hosts and guests explore big questions and big ideas and leave you with actionable insights. This episode was recorded on September 22nd, 2022. Thank you for joining us. Hello, and thanks for tuning into our podcast. I'm Tim Ducey from Oppenheimer's Corporate Marketing Department, and I'll be your guide in a conversation with Oppenheimer's own Kristen Owen, who is joining us in the studio just a day after she participated in the Crisonia Forum. At the forum, Kristen met with other top industry leaders and experts to tackle big topics related to food health, agriculture, and the economy. Kristen is an executive director in Oppenheimer's Equity Research Department. She covers agricultural technology and industrial efficiency as part of the Sustainable Growth and Resource Optimization Team. So she's the right person to talk to about our topic today. And that topic is food and agriculture. Food is something that most of us are fortunate enough to take for granted. But food plays a crucial role in the complex network of our environment, including obviously our health, the economy and agricultural supply chain, and even geopolitics. And with all of this complexity comes an opportunity for entrepreneurs, innovators, and investors, from improvements in nutritional value and better resource efficiency, to improve yield and better cost controls. The industry is ripe for disruption. Let's turn to Kristen to tell us more about this. Nice to have you here, Kristen. Thanks, Tim. Happy to be here. And you've given a a lot for us to dive into. So I'm excited to tell you about the the conference and um, a lot of these topics that you've discussed came up uh, in the forum yesterday. Great. Well, then let's start with this. What is the Crisonia Forum and how is it different? Crisonia Forum is less of what you think of as a a corporate conference where companies just present their their regular corporate decks. The forum is really more of a call to action. It's about getting industry stakeholders in the same room and tackling some of these really difficult questions and, and societal challenges. We had the, the benefit of having New York City Mayor Adams, who joined the Crusonia Forum and discussed his own experiences with nutrition and health. He's been very vocal about how he's used diet to improve his own health outlook. And so the forum is about bringing together those, those types of decision makers, whether it's capital providers or technology solution providers, uh, government, healthcare. And, and having some of the most powerful voices in the food and agriculture industries. And the idea is really to come away with actionable insights and a better understanding of the various pieces of the system. Because this is a system approach when we're talking about food, agriculture, and healthcare. That is a lot of powerful voices to have in the room at the same time. So what do you find is broken? And what are we trying to fix? Well, uh, you know, there are a lot of ways that we can look at our food system. You know, one common way that we talk about it with folks is, you know, how do you create enough food to feed the growing population without further depleting our natural resources in the face of climate change, which is is really impacting our ability to produce food. 
And so agriculture is a source of greenhouse gas emissions, depending on how you look at it, up to 20% of greenhouse gas emissions come from the food and agriculture system. But it's also a, a victim of the consequences of climate change. So the droughts that we're seeing today are impacting our ability to create food. And so that's one lens that we look at through the system uh, for our food system. But then how do we address the fact that that food system, as it's designed, is actually making us sick? And that's one of the areas that the Crusonium Forum really focuses on. A very limited number of crops make up the majority of our diet. We have cultivated over 7,000 species of plants, and yet just four crops, four out of 7,000, account for more than 60% of the calories that the human population consumes. So there's, there's so much more natural diversity that we're missing out on. And we spend as an economy $1.7 trillion on food every year. And this is just in the United States. And yet we're also spending $1.9 trillion in healthcare related to fixing the, the common problems that that food is causing. Things like diabetes, cardiovascular disease, chronic illnesses that stem from our existing industrialized food system. Those are some enormous problems, Kristen. Thanks for laying that out for us. And I know that our listeners are also reading the headlines and are facing concerns weighing in on the system and on the market sentiment, including supply chain, the war in Ukraine, and inflation. What about these? These are all topics that came up and were discussed heavily yesterday at the forum. Just so happens that the, the Fed rate decision came down while we were meeting. And, you know, I would say at a high level, the the challenges are how we fix it. It ultimately becomes a, a, a question of how do we do more with less? And this idea of efficiency, whether it's in the power, materials, transportation, or industrial sector, I mean, this is the driving thesis behind our entire sustainable growth and resource optimization franchise. And so that same need for efficiency that you heard Colin Rush talking about in last week's podcast about the battery space or on the labor front, these are challenges that are not unique to our food system. And they're critical to meeting the demands of global population and consumption growth. Now, when we talk specifically about the investment landscape and how things like geopolitics and rising interest rates are influencing that, clearly we all of us are able to see the inflationary impact in our wallets. And when we go to the grocery store and we're, we're seeing the impact of geopolitical events, we're seeing the impact of higher energy prices, and that's translating into our food system. And so there, there's really a need for innovation in efficiency and how we produce that food to, to come to, to bring that to a cost that is more accessible and help and, and provides for healthy options that are available to everyone. Well, first, Kristen, thanks for the additional podcast plug. For our listeners who want to find Colin's podcast, all of our podcasts are on Oppenheimer.com. That said, the challenges that you laid out, they all sound pretty messy. What is the way forward? Let's, let's start with the fact that consumer behavior is hard to change. 
you talk about food as health, as we did at the Kirstenian Forum. You know, how do you change behaviors of consumers who ultimately like to rely on comfort foods that may or may not be the best for us? And so this really comes down to providing additional choices, making opportunities that that speak to the consumer. So how do you how do you grow more healthy foods or provide more choice for consumers to make a healthy decision? And then it comes in terms of closing the investment gap in how we produce our food. So coming back to actually what a lot of what Colin talked about last week, you know, one of the challenges that we saw in clean energy is that one of the challenges that we saw that is consistent with clean energy, I should say, is that in this industry, agriculture specifically, it's slow to move. It has long cycle times. So how do we facilitate investor education so that we can allocate capital that will help to accelerate those cycle times? So do we need to get more creative you know, from our seat in terms of capital formation. You know, I, I personally think there's a lot to learn from the clean energy industry in terms of using structured finance or uh, PPAs or, or power purchase agreements. But instead of being power purchase agreements, maybe it's a, a produce purchase agreement. And that lowers the cost of capital for a space like controlled environment agriculture, names that we cover like App Harvest and Local Bounty that are in that space, which serve a very real need, but they have such a high capital requirement that underwriting that investment is becoming incrementally challenging, particularly in this rising rate environment. So I think we need to get creative in both the technology that we're using and also how we're financing it. Great. So I imagine much of what you're outlining was discussed in detail at the conference. What were your big takeaways? We've approached our research of this sector from the perspective of the producer. So I talk a lot about agriculture. While Rupesh and his team, they really understand the consumer value proposition, we're trying to understand the upstream process technologies. And so from that perspective, it's easier to connect people, connect investors to innovations in food. We started this conversation talking about food. Food is personal. It's cultural. It's, it says something about who we are and what we value. Um, but most of us don't really think about where our food comes from. Um, you know, we, we maybe do for things like fruits and vegetables and, and maybe our proteins. Um, but the engine that supports our food system, it, it's a little bit more nebulous to all of us. And, you know, I, I, I hate to be the, the contrarian that says, you know, plant-based meats or organic um, are the way forward because we simply cannot feed our planet using those tools alone. We need more tools. Those are, are great tools to have in the toolkit, but but they're not yet at a cost and at a process availability to make it viable for everyone. And so one of the things that I came away from the Crisonium Forum feeling was just the need to, to educate, to, to bridge the gap between our land and our food. Because this is the only way to narrow the innovation gap. So a, a company like Deer, for example, they do a great job of capturing 
the imagination of the farmer? How do we get more folks involved and, and capture the imagination on the farm side? So that, that was a big takeaway for me. The second one that I'll leave you with, and it's one that I'm still working through, is when we think about this idea of food as health and democratizing healthy, nourishing, affordable food. Um, there are a lot of folks who have an interest in maintaining this status quo. Um, so I described, I described it to some folks as there's a lot of friction in the system. You've got insurance providers, hospitals, uh, big food, big ag, big retail. Um, they all have something that they feel like they have to lose in this arena. So if we come back to that, that arbitrage of 1.7 trillion in food, 1.9 trillion on healthcare, I think there's a misconception that that means that the size of the pie is fixed and that food gaining share comes at the expense of healthcare. And I'm not sure that's the right way to think about it. So I think the question that we still have to answer, and it's why this Crusonia Forum exists and why we do it every year is, how do we align incentives so that we can grow the overall size of the pie and create beneficial outcomes for society? Thanks, Kristen. You've certainly given our listeners a lot of food for thought. It seems clear to me that we can't have a conversation about decarbonization, climate change, or the circular economy without including our food and agriculture system. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, Tim. Thanks for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Future. We know your podcast listening options are endless, so we're glad you're spending time with us. Don't miss out on our next episode and remember to subscribe today. Join our community to expand your thoughts on business, the markets, and the dynamic forces affecting them. It's time to talk future.